0: Want to stream Cognitive Dissonance to your Android or iPhone? Buy the app. Go to DissonancePod.com and click on the link on the right-hand side of the page. Each purchase helps support the show. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason.
1: Recording from Gloria Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any, lo- any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome, Matt. This is episode 161 of Cognitive Dissonance, and we have uh, Bob did I Did I pronounce that even remotely close to right? Oh, yeah, that was spot on. Rock and roll. Boom. It's like the first thing you've done right on this show, I know. Tom, That's I, amazing. I, I, I should fucking drop the mic and walk out the door <laughs> right now. Exactly. Like That's it. It's 161 episodes. I finally got something right.
2: That's amazing. Um,
1: and incidentally, when I was reading the intro that I've read 161 times, um, I read the word topic and almost said logic instead. So yeah. <laughs> 161 times. Still read You're awesome it, at this, man. Still get it wrong. So, you're very good at I'm this. I'm fucking amazing at this. Um, so, uh, Bob Blaskowitz, you're, you're going to hang out with us for a little while. We're going to talk about a couple of stories. Um, the first story I want to talk to you about is uh, kind of an area of expertise of yours. This is a story coming out of USA Today. FDA gives controversial doc green light to restart work. The Food and Drug Administration has given Houston Dr. Uh, Berzynski. The green light to resume administering the experimental cancer treatments, um, the anti-neoplaston, basically the urine treatments. Um, and uh, he's he's back in the game, Stanislaw Brzezinski. Um, he was, for a while, put on a partial hold, barring him from enrolling new patients in his clinical trial. Um, Bob, how long has his clinical trial been going on now?
3: Um, at this point, I think it's about 15 years or so, 15 yeah. or wow. six, something like that. Uh, But he's been uh, administering this as a cancer treatment for a lot longer than that. Uh, The clinical trials are are just the loophole that he has been using uh, that allows him to administer uh, the drugs. So what
1: was he doing prior to that? So if he's been doing the clinical trials for 15, but it looks like he's been doing this nonsense for almost 40
3: years. uh, Before that, he was uh, facing an indictment on 75 charges. Uh, uh, He was administering these drugs treating primarily in Texas, the patients come to him and he wasn't shipping uh, the drugs across state lines. And, and that was the point where it would come under the uh, authority of the FDA. Ah, so, I
2: see.
1: So if, if, if you keep everything in a single state, the FDA doesn't get involved? Right.
3: Um, well, that's the thing. It, you know, if it's intrastate commerce, it's, it's not a big deal. The, the, the charges were that there was interstate commerce, that, that it was being shipped. And so that was actually the, the basis of, uh, of some of the federal actions against him. Um, but he, he has been largely unimpeded distributing this this drug for, for 40 years.
1: So fill me in a little bit on, on kind of uh, some of the more recent efforts to um, stop Brzezinski, because the, the anti-neoplaston therapies um, have no proven track record of success. Is that right? That's
3: exactly right.
1: And he's not published any of this research.
3: Well, it's published, but it's not the gold standard uh, complete clinical trial in a, re- a reputable journal that we'd expect and, and, and actually demand as the bare minimum amount of evidence that we would need. Instead, we get case series. We get anecdotes and uh, patient reports and these little smaller sample size articles that really are drawing attention to the outliers in the statistical noise and as is the practice uh, among quacks, he relies heavily on testimony to, to sell his product. Um, and when you look at these cases more closely, they, they often fall apart and are veridically worthless, honestly. So um, he did actually just publish uh, two articles that his supporters were saying were, were peer-reviewed. Um, we followed up with the, the uh, first editor, and they said – that none of the reviewers had actually gotten back to them. And so he didn't have a basis for rejecting the paper. Oh, really? <laughs> Lower the bar even more. Wow. wow. I
2: know. It's stunning. What What's the name of this this journal? I kind of want to send something in just to get it published yeah, at this point.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, what is it? Child Neurology or something? Wow. Child's Nervous Systems, I think, is what it is. However, I did stay in touch with him, and he wanted – it seems like there was some outcry once that was announced and he's getting people to respond in the journal, in the same issue when it comes out, we saw it in pre-release online. Um, and um, I'm pretty sure that I'm going to have a note appended to the article itself.
1: And they, they can't retract to the fucking article. If it hasn't been printed yet at this point, they can't say, Hey, the peer review is the standard and nobody did the review portion. Like we sent it to peers, but we did not get the review. I would think that's, an Don't get me component. wrong, we
3: emailed this guy, we told him this, this is as bad as Andrew Wakefield. You know, he's still going forward with it, so what can you do? It actually just kind of destroys the journal's reputation, but, you know. Um, the other uh, journal was on something called Beal's List, uh, which is an authoritative list of uh, possible uh, scam, pay-to-play, unethical journals. And and one of one of those purported to be a completed phase two clinical trial, but it, it's published in a in a in a garbage journal. So, you know uh, that that doesn't quite meet the muster.
2: What was it that got Brzezinski shut down for a little while? They made him suspend the clinical trials for a little while. What was what was
3: the cause of that, and why did that sort of suspension get lifted? Do you know? I can t- answer the first part, but the second part's a little bit more murky. the The, the reason they were shut down is because a child. Had died, um, a kid by the name of Josiah Cotto, I believe he's in. He was in Pittsburgh. He he died, uh, and they did a they took sample of his blood, and he had a a blood sodium level of uh, 205. Uh, the average sodium is 135 to 145, and high blood sodium is a known side effect of sodium phenylbutyrate and the compounds, the anti compounds. Um, it's a urea cycle drug, so people are drinking lots and lots of water um, and passing a lot of water. I, I have a lot of information about that case that was published online. Um, and my guess is that he wasn't able to keep up with the water requirements because it was in his brain stem, that's where swallowing is involved. That seems reasonable to me. Um, and and um, doctors don't see patients recovering from sodium levels like that. They put a, a partial clinical hold on the trials Then they investigated um, early last year, early 2013, um, and they found nightmarish conditions. The FDA's inspectors found nightmarish conditions, um, including over 100 overdoses and uh, no documentation that, you know, despite these overdoses, that Brzezinski had ever taken any action, had ever lifted a finger uh, to see that it didn't happen again. He failed to comply with the requirements, the protocol requirements, um, for outcome, so that they that his results were inflated two thirds of the time, and it wasn't like sometimes somebody um, had a response and he didn't. You know, he he said there was no response. It was always inflated. So there are all sorts of uh, of shenanigans. Um, the IRB didn't have a list of the people on the IRB and their qualifications, for instance. And when the the warning letter came in December. Yeah, it was in December of uh, this year or uh, of of this past year of of 2013. They found that Josiah Cotto's records, um, one version was acquired at the clinic and the IRB, I think it was, sent them a different record. And so it looked like the records had been altered. And they asked for clarification about that because, hey, what the hell? I cannot imagine a worse review of a site. And it's not the only time that this has happened. We have documentation of the FDA going in there year after year after year, finding conditions that would get any university that accepted any federal funding shut down. Um, and yet the clinic has been allowed to continue. The, the, the trials were shut down. The warning letter was issued. Uh, Brzezinski was called in front of the Texas Medical Board again, and I believe that process is still ongoing, but they don't talk about that. Um, The USA Today article came out, um, and he had an appeal to Ofcom, uh, which is the BBC oversight group, uh, rejected. Uh, He had been portrayed in an honest light and uh, in a panorama documentary. Panorama is the BBC's 60 Minutes um, earlier last year. And he objected to how he was portrayed and he was denied. They said that he was accurately or or fairly portrayed. Um, So he really seemed to be down for the count at the beginning of the year. And then the FDA blinked. The first thing that they did was say that patients could get antineoplastin treatment if they were able to get an in, uh, a, a independent IRB to sign off on the, on the treatment and get an independent doctor, somebody who's not Brzezinski, let's put it that way, somebody who's not Brzezinski, uh, to oversee the trials. Um, and that was, that was a kind of a stunner. That, that was, I think, technically the lifting of the trials, uh, the, the, the ban, on the trials. And then, just a couple of days ago, we got word that, uh, that Brzezinski is back in the good graces of the FDA, somehow. Um, and we don't understand how that happened. Considering his track record, you know, you give the guy, guy an inch, he takes Poland. <laughs> we don't understand why they're doing business with this guy. And this is the, this is the really interesting thing. One of the, the first patients to get approval uh, is a, a, a preteen by the name of Mackenzie Lowe. So they got a doctor in New Hampshire, and they uh, apparently got everything uh, settled. Um, I'm not sure who the IRB is uh who signed off on it but uh they got a doctor who's willing to administer it and the doctor has gone public saying he feels misled yeah the, the the treatment the antineoplastin is free but all of the office visits and calls and all this other stuff that's associated all the care surrounding the the, the anti-neoplastins um, is costing a, a hefty penny i think that the most recent figures thirty thousand dollars to start up with and like fourteen thousand dollars a month oh thereafter. Gosh. Yeah. And um, he said in uh, he went on the record and said that he felt like the bag man for this and that it had all the characteristics of a bait and switch. Already that first decision by the FDA is having a negative impact on patients. The skeptics could have told them this, you know, this this is this is how it always turns out. Um, it's just very disheartening and very perplexing to see the FDA behaving like this.
1: Can you help me understand? And if, if the answer is, I don't know, that's okay. But is Mm -hmm. the FDA typically this powerless? Because it's, it seems like he's got photos of somebody's fucking mother at this point. You know what I mean? Like what kind of crazy, (laughs) I, I just, I simply can't think of anything else I mean, short of just shooting the patients in the face when they walk in the door, you know, (laughs) what what does this guy need to do to get shut down? And if you can't get shut down, does the FDA can we just at this point like throw our hands up and say the FDA is a meaningless oversight committee that doesn't actually accomplish or have any teeth? Why is the FDA so reluctant, do you think? To just
3: shut this fucking guy down? Well, I think there are a couple of reasons. I would never say that the FDA doesn't have teeth. They, in fact, do have uh, authority to regulate clinical trials. Uh, they just happen to be doing it very badly right now in this case. And the thing about Brzezinski that, that kind of makes him a little bit different um, than other um, uh, practitioners uh, is that he apparently has no problem uh, seeing his patients... Uh, you know, offer themselves as human shields. So the patients are the, 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 the public face of the, of the clinic. They're desperate. They are generally people who have brain stem tumors, which are really hard to treat. They don't respond well to chemotherapy. Uh, they are in a very valuable uh, bit of real estate uh, that you can't resect them with surgery. And and radiation, especially in children, can be quite bad for brain development. So it's an especially uh, horrible and nearly, but not entirely, fatal. And so they have no hope. And he offers a sliver of hope.
1: But isn't the FDA's role in this transaction to be impartially reviewing the evidence? I mean, if they're not, if they're subject to the you know, sort of quasi-political lobbying of patient groups, um, that strikes me as as a really shitty position for them to be put in um, and to respond to, you mm-hmm.
3: know? This is the thing. Uh, last time Brzezinski got off from uh, and, and, and received his trials, uh, his patients... Testified in front of a uh, Joe Barton's committee, his oversight committee, and they're responsible for overseeing the FDA. And Barton dragged the the chair of the the chairman of the FDA in front of his committee four times, asking why are you persecuting this doctor? That's intense pressure. I understand that, but they should be insulated from that type of stuff. Um, they should be allowed to do their jobs professionally um, and without. Political interference. However, that that's just not the case. We are learning this as we go along. That the only thing is, last time that this was happening, there weren't skeptics getting in the way. There weren't skeptics following up, challenging the 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 clinic's points, uh, challenging the patients' points with with compassion. I think that the 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 playing field has changed somewhat. If we can uh we can put those horrible inspection uh, site inspection reports into the hands of our senators and representatives and say oh my god this has been going on for over a decade um and so uh we're not completely powerless and hopefully we'll be able to use the political system for uh you know the forces of good
2: what exactly can our listeners do to get involved
3: they can write to their representatives um uh, drawing attention to the recent USA Today article, they can uh, uh, get in contact with me uh, at skepticsprotect at gmail We have a Facebook group, the Skeptics for the Protection of Cancer Patients, that is working very hard on on this topic, and we stay ahead uh, uh, stay abreast of developments at the clinic uh, through the the patient's writings uh, primarily. And, uh, yeah, check us out on Facebook, uh, the skeptics for the protection of cancer patients. And, um, you could also get in touch with us through the HoustonCancerquack.com.
2: I want, I, I, this is just a call out to all our listeners. The skeptics for protection of cancer patients right now, um, needs your help. So go over, like their page and follow what they're doing on Facebook. I think that that's absolutely necessary. Uh, this is, this is an awful thing that's happened and it's a step back. For uh, for you know, just for cancer patients in general, to step back, we were doing such a good job over the last year. Brzezinski was on the ropes, and uh, and and his his treatment, uh, which has not been proven to be effective at all in the forty years he's been doing it, was almost completely wiped out. But now, um, it's back. So people need to do stuff, and this is a this is one of those opportunities where you have a chance to really make a difference. So uh, hopefully, you'll contact Bob and, uh, and you'll, you'll like this page on Facebook and follow what they're doing and, uh, and get involved in this because they really need your help.
1: Do you believe in UFOs, astral projections, mental telepathy, ESP, clairvoyance, spirit photography, telekinetic movement, full trance mediums, the Loch Ness monster, and the theory of Atlantis? Uh, if there's a steady paycheck in it, I'll believe anything you say. So this story comes from the uh, illustrious Cryptozoologynews.com. Illustrious. <laughs> because when you're thinking about a credible source, Cecil, yeah. um, one only has to turn yeah. to the folks over at CryptoZoology News. You know, it's funny because when I when I first saw right. that, I thought, like, shouldn't this just be a blank page? You know, like if you were really giving <laughs> like if, if they publish a newsletter, it would just be like right. no news today.
2: What they need is they need some they need some images uh, or some sort of video of like, you know, like a Bigfoot using Pantene, you know, and like how he shakes (laughs) his shakes and like his hair goes back and forth. Like, that's what they need, I think, on Cryptozoology News. Actually, if you scroll down, scroll down and there's a there's a picture of a pink eyed albino Blackfoot Bigfoot of Kentucky. That it kind of looks like he what? used pantene.
1: Kind of looks a little like Ozzy, actually. <laughs> like he's not eating that off a bat, Bigfoot. though. He's a, yeah. he's a little more intelligible. Yeah, you know when he speaks, though. So. <laughs> you can understand what he you, says. You, can, you know, so so when you go to cryptozoologynews.com, uh, uh, it's it's funny because this story says Virginia Virginian sorry shares Bigfoot photograph, and then above that, just so that you just so that you know how credible this source is going to be. There is a link to a story called The Child Who Befriended a Bigfoot Family. Yeah, that's called Harry and the (laughs) Hendersons. No, that's the other way around. Oh, you're right. It is the other way around. It's like a bizarro Harry. It's like it's the Hendersons and Harry. (laughs) Hendersons (laughs) and Harry. That's it. Yeah. But a man in Virginia, Cecil, says his dad and a friend took a series of photographs. Series. uh, A whole series. A whole series, uh, as evidenced by the one uh, in the (laughs) video. He took a whole series of photographs that he believes could contain, could contain. Could. They're not making any positive no. statements here. A Bigfoot creature hanging out at a certain location along the intercoastal waterway. Probably the intercoastal waterway's local Bigfoot glory hole. They just didn't want to name it. <laughs> Bigfoot glory hole. <laughs> it's just. What, do the, what do
2: the squatches do when they're coming? They're just like... <laughs>
1: Then they bang on the log. They bang on the log.
2: <laughs> it's awesome.
1: It's like when they're when they're taking a dump. They do like the uh, the equivalent of the of the foot underneath the uh, underneath the stall next to them <laughs> to get some Tapping attention. Happing under the stall. You know? Yeah, they're <laughs> Tapping just happing on the stall. Yeah, they're walloping on Bigfoot hunters is what yeah. they're doing. Um, and the best part is Randy O'Neill, who states that Microsoft and Google are his bread and butter. I don't even know what that means. But
2: what does that even mean? I don't know.
1: I have no idea no, I mean, like, what that means, like No, I'm like panicking. It like, I don't even
2: know what that means. <laughs> um,
1: but he uploaded the pictures to YouTube for the world to see. And he says, and this is my favorite, Finally, a photo that is not blurry nor hidden behind a tree. A clear photo of Bigfoot standing out in the wide open. You be the judge. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man, because this picture was taken from about, I don't know, four five hundred miles away. It looks like <laughs> four
2: hundred miles away. It's like taken with like a submarine periscope. Like it's, <laughs> it's you know it's like the fucking Hubble Space
1: Telescope yeah. may well have taken this fucking photo. It
2: it looks like a log to me. It looks like a shadow of a log, like a log. Imagine if a broken tree. Like it looks like the shadow of a log. More than it looks like anything else. The other thing that drives me fucking crazy is there's a four-minute video at the bottom. And there's one photo and then just a fucking million lines of scrolling text telling their story. I, what fucking phone or camera out there cannot take video now? Like, I know. Because, you know, clearly this looks like a Nothing. But if I could see it walking or if I could see it move, you know what I mean? Like, that's a something. That's something that you get a chance to actually look at. Every fucking camera phone, every fucking camera has a video mode on it. Why are you snapping photographs unless you fucking are clearly trying to deceive
1: people? I don't know. His story is pretty fucking credible. Oh, yeah. So oh, when yeah. you read his story, it was about 9 p.m. They'd spent the whole day camping, fishing, and shooting at beer cans. Their words. Uh, so... You know, certainly the sort of day where you're not hallucinating at all because you're not drunk in the fucking woods. Um, so they settled down for a night on a remote creek side in Virginia. Um, and then a 15-year-old, his dad and a friend, gathered on the fire pit when the teenager reported, reportedly noticed a pair of red eyes observing them. Went on for about 20 minutes. And eventually my dad, this is my favorite part of the story, eventually my dad handed me the shotgun. This is after 20 minutes of red eyes staring at them and he said shoot the damn thing i said daddy i only see it when the fl- fire flickers a certain way and then dad says then just shoot it where you think it is so in the middle why of don't you night, just
2: shoot it where you don't think it is
1: <laughs> well just <laughs> aim that their gun into the woods and start pulling the trigger till something dies yeah so they he says, the, this irresponsible action led to a series of blood-curdling screams. The animal supposedly ran yeah. through the woods and into the water, uh, causing a big splash. Yeah, They do not have a Bigfoot body. They may have killed somebody in the woods. Yeah, well, well, can't you just get a Bigfoot blood? Can't you just right. be like, well, I
2: shot it. There was blood-curdling screams, so chances are there was a blood-letting at some point, right? If it's screaming... Right? Can't you? Unless a fucking unless they have body armor that they wear, you know, like unless, <laughs> bigfoot Kevlar. Yeah, uh, there's a Kevlar that they wear. I don't. I mean, it, you could clearly. That's the thing that just drives me nuts. Is like, just find a piece of evidence, a hair, a fucking tooth, a a bigfoot carcass, a a bigfoot poop, whatever it is. Right. Bring it in. Other than the fucking bigfoot. Um, the Bigfoot feet that they've carved out of wood that they walk around yeah, the
1: woods the, with. The stompers. <laughs> the stompers.
2: <laughs> the Bigfoot snowshoes. Other than I've, that, I want to just just bring one of those in. And, you know, like, the thing is, is, like, I'm agnostic when it comes to Bigfoot. Like, I don't care enough to care if there's a Bigfoot. I don't think there is, but I'm agnostic to the idea. If there is a Bigfoot, I mean, it's a big world. What the fuck? But just give me some evidence, man.
4: Do you solemnly swear to tell truth all truth and nothing about the truth? Why don't you answer him?
1: He's talking pig right now. I don't know what he's
4: saying. He's asking you if you swear. No, but I know all the words. He's asking you if you'll swear to tell the truth. Truth is stranger than fiction, Judgy Woody.
1: <laughs> so this story is uh kind of everywhere. It's coming from the wire.com here, but it's I mean you just find it by owning a computer at this point. Um but uh Justice Ginsburg, Ginsburg's passionate thirty-five descent of the Hobby Lobby decision, um, has kind of gone viral. It's all over the place. Um, anybody that doesn't know on Monday, the Supreme Court sided with Hobby Lobby on the company's challenge to the Affordable Care Act's contraceptive mandate, um, ruling that the mandate as applied to closely held businesses, um, which incidentally I had to look up. That's businesses where the majority of the shares are owned by five or less people. Um, closely held businesses violates the 1993 Religious Freedom Restoration Act. Um, it's a five to four decision. Um, and, uh, it's a controversial decision to say the least. One of the things that I, you know, I hadn't really known is how much birth control actually costs,
2: right? Like when when Sarah and I were uh were using birth control before I was snipped. Um for many years Sarah was going to the planned parenthood because they have like relatively inexpensive birth control. Sure. Um but like an I was they were saying like an IUD is like very expensive. Um, you know, it, yeah, it could, you know, it it lasts a long time, but it's it's very expensive. These companies are not willing to pay. You know, specifically, Hobby Lobby is not willing to pay for the contraception, um, but they are going to give a greatly discounted rate on all their decorative coat hangers to all their employees, though. <laughs> so oh, that's no. a bonus, right? I mean, like oh, you know, it's no. like six of one, half dozen of the other. You know, actually, you know. Six of one, half dozen in a dumpster, I guess, is oh, more no. like it. Oh, even
3: worse. Yeah. <laughs> it gets worse. <laughs> I think that's it worse. It gets worse.
2: Yeah. Oh, and, no. you know, after, I think, I think you know, the, the, this is a controversial decision, but right after this decision, there was a 6-3 decision to grant uh, the Hobby Lobby owner Prima Nocta. So he gets to <laughs> he gets to do that, too. So. Oh, no. He's getting away with murder, that guy, I'll tell you. Oh, You know, I personally think that it's a bad call to allow a corporation to, you know, get this loophole behind this, uh, this religious, it's a religious exemption. It's something we were talking about last week when we were, uh, we were talking to, uh, we were talking to Jake and we were having a conversation about religious exemption for vet, for, for vaccinations. And it's the same thing here. It's a religious exemption that's, I think, going to cause some harm. And it's clearly going to cause some harm for the people who work there. And it's not just one place. I mean, there was a story somebody posted on our website where there's like over 90 companies that that want this sort of thing to go through so that they can do it. Now, some of them are Christian companies, but some of them are not. I mean, I, I used to shop at Hobby Lobby all the time. Uh they have they really do have a very cheap frames. They have cheap frames. My wife's an artist and we, we frame her work all the time. And so it's it's cheap to go there and buy a frame and buy some mat board and, and mat our own drawing mat her own drawings, but now we're not doing it anymore.
1: You know, for for me this just this just calls to uh mind how absurd it is that we treat corporations as people, right? So this this case boils down in part to the idea that Um, all people's religious liberties um, must be protected. And I think that that's a very good thing for the Constitution uh, to enshrine and to protect. Um, However, um, this is not people. This is a corporation. But unfortunately, the Citizens United case um, decided that corporations are people uh, in the eyes of the law. And so now all of a sudden, corporations have religious feelings, which is absurd. How can a corporation have a religiously held belief? A corporation can't have a religiously held belief. The individuals can have a religiously held belief. But, you know, is it is it reasonable that the five people who own a corporation can have a religiously held belief that dictates... Um, how the thousands of people that those five, you know, because that's a closely held corporation, that those, those five people can dictate for thousands of people that they employ. Um, to me, that's, that's an unreasonable extension of the idea that corporations are people. Corporations simply are not people. Um, and I, I think this is moving down that same path in a way that will continue to offer protections to corporations that were designed for individuals. Um, And and I can't see any good coming of that. You know what they say. Fool me once, strike one. But fool me twice,
4: strike three.
1: So the story comes from the Raw story and is fucking nuts. Uh, Loser in Oklahoma primary claims victory. Because the GOP opponent is dead and replaced by an android. This guy made it all the way as a primary candidate in Oklahoma. The loser in recent Republican primaries claiming his opponent, Oklahoma Representative Frank Lewis, is unqualified for office because he has been replaced by a robot. Um, Not only was Cecil replaced by a robot, but he says that he was executed by the world court on or about January 11th, 2011 in Southern Ukraine on television. (laughs) They were depicted as being executed by hanging on the neck, uh, hanging about the neck until death on a white stage in front of witnesses. um, And that uh, basically the uh, individual is now a uh, artificial or man-made replacement and therefore ineligible to serve for office. I watch those hangings every week. I actually DVR those hangings, those
2: ones on TV. I watch them all the time. I love those things. People just fall, and then they just hang and sort of swing. It's very relaxing to watch. I like them.
1: It's actually the Ukrainian version of Wipeout.
2: Yeah. It's a very short course, it turns out. It's just one obstacle.
1: You know, the thing is they have the full obstacle course, and then they've got the noose, and like just as you're about to fall into the mud, bing. It snaps back, you know. So if you can make it all the way across, then you win your freedom. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Freedom! Freedom! It's basically uh, like Running Man. I mean, that's basically like Southern (laughs) Ukraine is like Running Man is what I'm saying. You
2: know, I wonder if at this point, if even his family is embarrassed that they voted for him. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder, you know, I couldn't imagine what it would be like to be somebody who thought this guy was going to run. And then he starts talking about like this. Stuff like this, and you're like, oh, great, I voted for that guy. Man, do I feel like a (laughs) douchebag.
1: Well, you know, I don't know why you would feel bad. Even his press release um, was addressed to news person. (laughs) So when when Timothy Ray Murray posted a press release, he addressed it to news person.
2: He he carefully did not address it to news android, as you'll notice.
1: (laughs) So... Well, if he was replaced by an Android, we just have to wait for the for the next UI release, and it'll be glitchy. Yeah, and it'll, you know, exactly. Start fucking up. Yeah. You know? Well, it's clearly glitchy enough for him to notice because right. he knows. Yeah, he knows. That's because yeah. he tried to install fucking apps on him. You know, he went to the he went to the Play Store on the uh, you got to like tweak opponent. the nipple,
2: and then the <laughs> thing comes up. It, it. They did say though the the, the author of this did say um, his claims, while outlandish, are similar to those made by people suffering from. Capgrass delusion? I don't I've never heard of that. A neurological disorder that causes individuals to believe that people in their lives have been replaced by body doubles. What a
1: horrifying neurological disorder that would be. Man, that would be the fucking worst, man. You just you're just fucking crazy. Like you're just yeah. fucking delusional. Everywhere around you, you're I mean, can you imagine the fear, the paranoia, the yeah, isolation yeah. and alienation? It would be fucking it would be monstrous. Yeah. But how did he run for, I mean, how did he run for office with this, though?
2: Yeah. I, you know, the the only thing I can think is that, you know, maybe something happened afterwards. Because it, it clearly, you know, I mean, if somebody's thinking that that stuff all the time, how do you even have a debate?
1: I don't have a, I mean, you saw the crazy debate in, uh... Oh, God.
2: Was it? <laughs> <laughs> you remember that one that we were watching? I all, I, what was it, Idaho or Montana? I think it was in
1: Idaho, where they, where they oh, <laughs> it's God. just, he's clearly utterly insane and you know he's the biker guy and then the old man reading the bible during the debate oh, I mean Jesus. it was it's clear that in some of these states the primary contention is <laughs> not you're just gonna walk through if you're a normal person yeah. like you're just gonna walk right through like yeah, I sell insurance and I'm not insane They're like what yeah you're fucking <laughs> super hired for this job yeah. right now you're overqualified. <laughs>
2: Who's that guy on the other side of the glory
0: hole? It's Jesus.
1: So this story comes from the progressive secular humanist blog of A uh, slut-shaming Christian motivational speaker arrested while covered in his own vomit. Justin Lookadoo, um, a uh, popular Christian hedgehog and motivational speaker. <laughs> um <laughs> Was recently when he vomits
2: When he vomits, he spits out coins, like a little <laughs> rings. It's actually little rings. He vomits out those little rings.
1: Yeah, he's only he trying he to
2: run away. By, he's very, yeah. very fast. Very quick. He's very, quick. He's very, very to... quick. Yeah, gotcha. he can run like loop de loops. <laughs> so fast.
1: He's ranting on and on about his buddy Tails the whole time yeah. while he's in booking. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Nobody believes him. Oh man. Um, so this fucking idiot, this is the same guy, um, you know, we've covered him in the past, um, where he basically travels around and humiliates women. And he has got that whole, like, list of dateable girls. Yeah, um, like, so. Yeah, as like long a, as
2: the dateable, dateable girls know how to shut
1: the fuck up. Right, right. He's <laughs> yeah. got, yeah. And then he talks about yeah. how, like, a good Christian man is, like, wild and can't be tamed or fucking domesticated or whatever. And so clearly he cannot be tamed um, or hold his alcohol or style his (laughs) hair in a reasonable way.
2: (laughs) I love it when people like this are like, yeah, man, you got to be with the Holy Spirit. And then they just like fucking down the sacramental wine and sit in their car all depressed and vomit on themselves. (laughs) I can't get enough of this shit. I really can't. It's funny because, like, you know, okay, clearly he hasn't been charged. Okay, so, like, I want to make this very clear. We were making fun of a guy last week who was only allegedly a kitty diddler, even though they found like handcuffs and like bondage equipment in a storage cell of his. He's still allegedly a kitty diddler. So, we, we need to apologize for that. And this guy. He Is hasn't the bondage been, equipment
1: miniaturized or was yeah it they small <laughs> it's like
2: yeah and then you know they put you know for kids you got to make sure you have like the fluffy handcuffs you don't want to give them like the you know the straight right. up metal that age yeah there's like age restrictions on those you know like yeah, you well, can't want to be mean. Yeah. I mean you don't want to be mean yeah <laughs> yeah um, but in any case um, this guy was only arrested on charges of public tra- t- intoxication he's not guilty yet but he was found in his car uh, with vomit all over himself. And he failed a sobriety test and he recorded blood alcohol content of point oh seven. But we definitely don't want to say that he was publicly intoxicated until he was actually charged. So,
1: you know, the good news here is he missed his next appointment. Because oh, you know, yeah. he was supposed to speak at a uh, team power kids. camp. <laughs> Good news so, for those kids. Right. The best thing, you know, you know, you have fucked up and scheduled the wrong speaker when the best thing that speaker can do is pass out covered in his own vomit miles away from your location. Yeah. <laughs> like when that when that is the fucking upside. You might as well get a hobo to speak. You know what I mean? Like,
2: it's like We need to go out and get a hobo. Um, they're gonna be more reliable than look-a-do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that, kids, is how you ride the rails from Saint Louis all the way to- <laughs> What the fuck is going on here? Who did we hire?
2: <laughs>
1: so kids, I'm gonna show you how to
2: give a blowjob for crack. So here we go.
1: <laughs> so we're gonna take a break and give you all the information that you need to become a patron of the show. And we're going to return in a few moments with a few more stories that will certainly depress you and more information from uh, Robert Blaskowitz regarding chemtrails.
0: Want to contact the guys? Go to DissonancePod.com to get links to their Google+, Facebook, and Twitter accounts. If you want to contact them directly, send an email to dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. Or you can call and leave a message at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Do you want to support the show? Go to patreon.com. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash dissonance pod. Or click the link on the podcast homepage and you can donate to the production of Cognitive Dissonance on a per episode basis. If you can't spare any money, take a second to give us a five-star review on iTunes or Stitcher or spread the word about the show. We want to send a big, heartfelt glory hole to all the patrons and people who rate us. You fucking rock. So
1: this story is from WBTV.com. North Carolina lawmaker, pedophilia is like homosexuality. In that it is not in all like homosexuality. I think this is like
2: one of those SAT questions like pedophilia is to homosexuality as apples are to tugboats or something. You know? Right.
1: It's just, <laughs> just the test self-destructs when you try to write right. that question up. That's the problem. It's just right. You're, try, you're like looking at it. You're trying to do a little like process of elimination. Like this is not going to work. You yeah. just walk right out of the SAT. Like, fuck this. I'm going to junior college. It depends on where
2: you're at and where you're taking it cuz if you're in Alabama, you better pick the right fucking answer. That's all I'm saying. Yeah.
1: <laughs> if, you're, if you're in Alabama, you're not taking the SATs. <laughs> you're crapping. Oh, if you're in Alabama and you can take the SATs, you're first taking a fucking bus out of Alabama. Cuz if you're smart <laughs> enough to take the SATs, you're smart enough to get the fuck out of Alabama. Oh man. That was terrible. Fucking now all of our Alabama listener is going to be Yeah, he's going to be furious.
2: He's so mad.
1: Th- this this lawmaker, um, Skip, Representative Paul Skip Stam, S- Stam. <laughs> really? Skip.
2: I like that. Um, who goes they were by debating... Skip
1: and is like a sixty year old guy? I knew a guy who went by Skip, and he was probably the most repugnant human being I've ever met in person. It <laughs> was it this I... guy. It was not this guy. I, I thankfully never met this fuckwit in person. But the only person I've known named Skip was seriously like, re- I mean, there's no other word. He was simply <laughs> repugnant. I would rather fucking, I, I would rather uh, dry hump that little golem from Lord of the Rings than spend <laughs> five minutes with that guy. He's, he was Good a horror is- show.
2: You you hump that golem, you get to be his precious, and I think that that's super important.
1: So. As soon as he lays eyes on all this, yeah. I'll be his precious. Yeah. Um, anyway, they were debating a proposal to prevent charter schools from discriminating against applicants based on sexual orientation because you should have to debate that, right? Right? Yeah. Like that's the first thing. It's like, well, we got to hear the pros and cons against discriminating against kids. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, it's just fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. When uh. When Skippy here uh decided that uh, he was going to suggest that adult sexual attraction to children is a sexual orientation. So that's what he was focusing on. Cecil is the idea of orientation,
2: which again uh, rejects the idea of consent. You know, like part of me wonders, like, you know, I think that there's a there's a there's a thread in the Republican Party and in the sort of far right and this. This sort of idea, because there are there's a lot of people over there too that that want to you know slut shame women and say like they're you know the like rape is is not you know they 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 get fuzzy on the idea of rape and consent and they also get the fuzzy on the idea of like bestiality in consent right and pedophilia and consent they just they, they don't understand it um they think that it's you know that it is equal and it really they just they just don't understand the idea that. Uh, An adult cannot make a fucking contract or sexual, you know, have sexual encounters with a youngster and
1: have that be legal. Yeah. And I don't understand what is so difficult about that idea that like like the key elements to a, a relationship, you know, are that that all parties must be adults. Right. We establish that pretty readily. That's why um you know that's why uh it's it's considered rape if if somebody is having sex with a minor if a, if a grown man or woman is having sex with a minor you know because we understand that a sexual relationship with someone who's not a grown individual is not consensual right that so so the the, the individuals must be adults and they must be able to consent and so those two pieces of the puzzle have to be in play in order for a sexual act to be Basically irrelevant in the eyes of the law, right? As most sexual acts should be irrelevant in the eyes of the law, Um, but somehow I like you. I agree with you, but I don't understand what's hard. It only contains two elements. Yeah, it's 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 not like this is not a terribly nuanced argument that requires a tremendous amount of you know diligence and research in order to truly explore. No, it doesn't even require intelligence. I mean, we
2: understand it. That's true.
1: Good God. How can we understand something? As soon as you said that, it's like fucking, I mean, once you scrape the bottom of that particular barrel.
4: You're all Oh, be nice. Oh, my son doesn't stand a chance. The whole world's gone gay. Oh my
2: God, what's happening now? We work hard. We play hard.
1: This story comes from the NewCivilRightsMovement.com. Fox News contributor slams absurdity and insanity of homosexuality and transgenderism. Fox News contributor and far-right-wing Tea Party conservative pundit Eric Erickson is attacking what he calls the absurdity and insanity of modern-day homosexuality and transgenderism, claiming that people of faith will be left to pick up the pieces, Cecil, when the rest of us are dead. So they're going to outlive us. That's that's what they're saying. Well, no, like because that's they, the they can plan.
2: They can procreate. That's what he was saying. Because they can procreate, and gays can't. I guess.
1: Yeah, and they and they procreate like the religious procreated a faster rate than than secularists too. I yes. think is also and, what he's suggesting.
2: And when you grow up religious, you are never a secularist afterwards. And when you grow up, <laughs> in, a, in a in a family that dislikes gays, you never either grow up gay. Or accepting gays that just doesn't happen right
1: no you know it's 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 funny because it's a little known fact that the only way to produce a gay child is to have gay sex that's, oh, yeah wow no, it's you wouldn't think that that was biologically possible because it's not, but there right, seem to right, be right, but the devil allows it, so he oh yeah, yeah <laughs> that's, he just
2: you know that's the problem is like you know you, you the devil just lets these things happen there's another part of this too where he says um those who practice acceptance and tolerance cannot accept that they that there are those because of their faith and values who refuse to conform to the secular world um you know your faith and values are great and you can have those and as long as you know you're not having the gay sex because you think that's a bad thing then i don't what's the big deal they, they, again, this is another one of those arguments that happens all the time where people say, like, you're forcing this gay stuff down my throat. and like, No, nobody's doing that unless you're in, like, the glory hole. Nobody's forcing right. any <laughs> gay stuff down your throat. Um, essentially, what you're doing is you're saying that I'm not allowed to have my freedom to love who I want to love and—
1: you know, be with who I want to be with. You know, I like your solution. Uh, before when we were talking about this issue several weeks ago, and you said we should just get rid of the the institution of marriage entirely. You know, as yeah. a legal <laughs> as, sure. as a legal construct, we should just have civil unions. And then, you know, if you want to get married, leave marriage to the religious idiots. They can do whatever the fuck they want with it. So if you want to go get married. Then you can go to a church. You can go to a whatever. It doesn't matter. Go get your marriage, and let the rest of everybody else gain all the same benefits through the benefits of a civil union, and and leave marriage to become sort of the outmoded um, re- religious nuts sort of secondary uh, activity. Like it's, it's it's the after party, you know, to the to the real thing, which is you know what gather garners you know all the. Uh, uh, rights and responsibilities sure. and benefits.
2: Sure, there's plenty of uh, religious ceremonies that are not, uh, you know, you don't need a fucking license for. You can get your kid baptized. That's a big deal. Uh, going to communion or what is it, is first communion or whatever confirmation as a Catholic. Big deal, right? It's like a party and all that stuff. Yeah, well, you know, you don't need a license to do that. Go to a bar mitzvah. You know, whatever that stuff is. You know, you right. don't need a license for any of that stuff. So there's those. There's these sorts of religious. Things, these religious type parties and things happen already. Why not just relegate marriage to that and just leave it all as civil unions? That way, nobody can say. You know, the thing is, is though, look at it from their point of view. They'll be like, "Man, this is a downfall of society. We can't be married by
1: the government." Yeah, I know, because they would just be like, "You're, you know, you're, you know, taking away the sacred institution of marriage," and it it would never. You know, the problem is that it's too practical. It would never happen, right? Because they would the, the reaction would be violently emotional. Um, rather than than pragmatic to that solution unfortunately yeah, yeah. Um, but i think it's a, i think it's actually a pretty good solution to the problem you know this but to me like gay marriage is like it's one of those things it's like you know i'm for gay marriage but i'm never going to get one you know if you are opposed to gay marriage like the solution is just don't get a gay marriage just don't marry i know a dude like if you're a dude don't yeah. marry a dude if you don't like i don't i don't think i would like having sex with a man so i'm not going to try that um, yeah, like the solution, like my life goes on, like everything is fine. I wake up, I go to work, you know that nothing changes out of my life. I don't even think about it. But I think what they're really upset with is that is that they're being marginalized um, because they their their bigotry is being exposed for what it is. And as they're pushed to the as this bigotry is pushed to the sideline, they feel the squeeze. They feel the social pressure of of being, you know, basically like. The last seven clan members in town, you know, and like you used to have used to have like 150 dudes at your fucking local meeting, you know, as everybody from the butcher to the baker to the candlestick maker. And now it's just, you know, three rednecks sitting around a a couple of tree stumps in the woods. And, you know, they're all bemoaning their their lack of relevance in the world.
4: Pentecostal chaplain John Kaufman came out and said this. Marriage is the combat multiplier in that it gives married troops hope and a reason to fight well, defending one's country of which marriage and families are the foundation. But homosexuality is a combat divider, dividing one's reason to live while taking breaks on the combat field to change diapers, all because the treacherous sin causes them to lose control of
1: their bowels. Right wing watch, uh, wow, Gordon Klingenschmidt. The demon obsessed anti-gay exorcist wins, Cecil. The GOP primary in Colorado. So if you Repu- know,
2: I wouldn't have been surprised if he was running, right? If he was running in it, just because we've seen crazy people
1: run. The sadding the saddening thing here is he won. He he did win. so we should stress that this is just the primary. So he didn't win the general election. He's not a representative yet, but Good God, um he is the Republican nominee. Enough people looked at this guy and said, "That's my pony. I'm betting on that one on this guy who performed an exorcist on a lesbian soldier uh how do you do that? Do you know how you do that? I don't know, but it sounds kind of hot so I'd give that yeah, a maybe roll. they yeah you know, I've seen part yeah, of sure. that movie. I've not seen the whole I've never made it to the <laughs> end, but uh I'll tell you what it had a conclusion.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to play just a clip of him. Just I mean, this is this is a possible representative in that district. Like in that and you know the thing is is like it's a Republican district. So if he wins the primary, does that mean he's on the ticket and then he's like going against the Democrat then? Yeah, that's his that's well, what's happening, man. He like might so. get he might get elected. Here's here's Gordon Klingenschmidt from uh courtesy of right wing watch.
4: Where are the spirits in all this? What is the Holy Spirit saying? And what would the demonic spirit say? Uh, and what would the angels even say? If there, if there were a four-dimensional view of the spiritual realm and those four spirits, including human oh spirits that God. I mentioned, where are they influencing the people to make their decisions?
1: What the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> what does that even mean? What does that mean, the four-dimensional... Like, what would all the fucking angels and demons and gods and fucking biscuits say about the fourth dimension? (laughs) Who fucking cares? What are you talking about? Do you have any idea what he's talking about? I'll tell you
2: what, as a fucking voter in that district, I would be terrified that this man is getting his fucking decision-making, like, cues from
4: angels and demons. And I say, there is a demonic spirit that is influencing some of the lawmakers, not just the gay couple from Massachusetts. Of course, they want to parade and so- celebrate their sodomy. But they also want to force a Christian to
1: do that. They want to force a Christian to have sodomy? I don't think that that's the case. <laughs> like, how would the government do that? Like, the government, like, knocks on your door. is like, hey, did you do sodomy yet this week? Because you've got, like, your sodomy quota.
2: <laughs> we got to punch your ticket. Do you have your ticket? Here's right. your government-issued lube. <laughs> And the worst part is, is it's probably like the government cheese, which is terrible. So the lube like only stays lubricated for like a half a second and then you just tear your ass apart. It's just the worst. It's
4: (laughs) the worst.
2: All right. So there's more.
4: Now, Jack Phillips. God bless him. I discern the Holy Spirit of God upon him because he is listening to the voice of God who is saying, do not bow your knee to a false God. (laughs) Do not bow your knee or compromise and participate in their sin. Don't endorse their sin because ultimately that is harmful to them, right? And Jack Phillips, because he's a man of love, because he's a man of peace, he wants to show compassion even to the sinner. And by endorsing their sin, he would not be showing compassion to them. He would be showing cruelty. So the ultimate hate speech is to endorse homosexuality. Because you give them the impression that it's okay, and that deceives them and ultimately trips them into hell.
2: Fair enough.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> this man might become a representative. All I can hope you? is that Colorado, like, that the Democrat—I don't know this district in Colorado. I hope that this district in Colorado is one of those districts that, like, always goes Democrat. You know, that, like, uh, District 15 I is fucking so. always— You know, and this guy is just voted by a bunch of fucking lunatics. Oh, well, let's check, Tom. I'm looking right now. It's currently represented by a Republican. (laughs) No. He's going to be. Yes, he is. No, I can't. Yes. Yes. No. Oh, man. Oh, God. Election results from prior races. Bush, Bush, (laughs) McCain, Romney. List of representatives. Republican, Republican, Republican. They don't have any Democrats oh tom oh no they don't okay. have a democrat from 1973 forward <laughs> oh no yeah, oh, this is really bad news for america
2: yeah even though even though it's only colorado i'm still terrified of such a thing i am too
1: man colorado's a fucking weird state man like they're like they're like blue red like, they're like, they've got some yeah. fucking pockets, O-Red, that are fucking yeah, deep yeah. and true. And Colorado Springs is one of them. And the idea that this guy, somebody's looking at this guy and being like, Schmidt, I want a me former Navy chaplain. That's my pony. That's the guy. I
2: want a guy who thinks that fucking angels pick things for him. I can't.
1: It's so depressing that, like, hearing that doesn't automatically disqualify this person.
2: I know. You
1: know. Not like you should, not you legally disqualify him, but in the eyes of voters, Tom, how
2: much more crazy is it to think androids replace somebody as it is to think that fucking demons tell people what to do?
1: It's the same crazy.
2: I think it's the same level of crazy. I don't. I don't, see I don't a think that there's a fucking. There's really not. It's a fucking. It's the same level of nuts.
1: Yeah, one is more popular, right? Like one is clearly yeah. a more popular delusion, but they're both clearly fucking delusions. I mean, who, maybe the other guy would be a better governor. I'm, maybe, who, who knows? Klingenschmidt, I don't think. This guy, this guy doesn't have a fucking chance in hell at being a reasonable and responsible uh, lawmaker, though. Like, this is somebody who believes, in his heart of hearts, believes that, like, that demons and angels are the forces that are driving the decisions of the people in the world. Not people. Right. So how is he going to evaluate conflict? He's going to evaluate conflict on this fucking weird, made-up, imaginary, metaphysical level that he has no evidence for. So he's just making—he's fucking literally just making it up in his head as he goes.
2: And the very worst part about that is he can demonize whoever he wants then. Anybody who's against him, anybody who has a different viewpoint, he can then say, no, they're clearly demonic. They're clearly have some demon problems with them that are fucking demons are speaking in their ears and telling them what to do. So, you know, I I just think it's I think it's awful. I mean, I just think it's awful that somebody like that can get elected.
1: You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. So this story comes from International Business Times, um, and it is ludicrous. What are chemtrails? Furious Arizona residents demand answers, uh, despite not having any good questions, on popular (laughs) conspiracy theory. Um, This is kind of crazy. Uh, Small communities throughout western Arizona um, are pressing for a state investigation into the nut job conspiracy theory that there are such things as chemtrails. Um, And, in fact, they've gotten so much attention that uh, the chemtrails was the subject of a meeting convened by Republican State Senator Kelly Ward um, of Lake Havasaw City in which she called on members of the Arizona Department of Environmental Quality to address the audience. Uh, That went about as well as you think it would have from the article. Basically, a bunch of people stood up, dismissed the evidence, and yelled about being sprayed (laughs) like bugs. (laughs)
2: Yeah. (laughs) What are, okay. So you're a conspiracy guy, Bob, you like conspiracies. Fill us in. What are chemtrails?
3: Well, chemtrails, it depends on who you're talking to. Um, they are, uh, essentially a misinterpretation of, of, uh, airplane contrails. Uh, so water vapor that is, um, uh, produced in combustion of jet fuel, uh, You know, it forms clouds under the the right conditions, Um, forms ice crystals that can linger in the sky for hours. And also under proper conditions, if it's humid enough, just the circulation of air across like wingtips can can cause them. But for people who don't understand that, um, these streaks in the sky are are scary and kind of look like what, you know, uh, you'd expect spraying to look like, I guess. And, and weren't, you know, aware of usually spraying is done very close to the ground on purpose. Right. <laughs> right, you know, right. It, it, So basically what you have is you have this kind of blank canvas upon which people are allowed to project their fears. When I was in uh, Atlanta a couple of years ago, this was very strange. The, the local, it was like the CBS uh, affiliate in Atlanta ran a, a story about chemtrails. And I was curious to see what the response was. I, you know, my day job is actually studying conspiracy theories. And so I wrote to the, the the station and they said, we had such a huge response. Like people from all over the world were praising us for taking on this big conspiracy. And, and so they wanted to do a, like a, like a series on conspiracy theories because they were so popular. And you, I guess you, if you think about, you know, conspiracy theorists who are often derided, uh, in, in popular culture, actually seeing someone take them kind of seriously. That was, you know, it was like, like the second coming for them. It was great. (laughs) Now there are a couple of ideas about what's going on with these chemtrails. Sometimes they're, um, thought to be, uh, poisoning us. Um, poisoning us. Yeah. Yeah, So they're spraying, you know, things that will, I don't know, sterilize people or, Uh, I feel like, can't we just like look at the evidence? You you seriously underestimate the the power of the slow kill. <laughs> <laughs> it,
1: it works every time, but it takes a hundred years. It to takes take hundred
2: years at least.
1: Yeah. exactly. Yeah.
3: I know. I know. You would think.
1: <laughs> you know what? It's a poison that gives people either heart disease, cancer, or obesity.
2: Right, yeah, one of those yeah. three things. But yeah. it works Absolutely. like
1: almost every time. Sometimes it just takes longer.
2: What I wonder, too, is, okay, so when they do the crop dusting, when they like actually dust a crop, you said that they're close to the ground, but they're also releasing a lot of stuff into the air. They're, you clearly see they're releasing a lot going on. I wonder if anybody's ever taken a measurement of how much stuff could possibly be released from that high up. Because like, when you release something from that high up, it, it really dissipates over a much larger
3: Area, and I—you I, know what? At some point, I saw calculations about that, and it—it it was uh, basically impossible for someone on the ground to actually be affected by something that, in fact, was dispersed yeah. that high up.
1: I mean, it could be like fucking sarin <laughs> gas. I know. Up there. It could be like, I feel like nuclear waste. Right? <laughs> it wouldn't matter. It's like that's like my favorite sarin gas, and you fucking yeah. wasted it. Yeah. <laughs> that
3: was a good. <laughs> no, it's vintage. really diffuse, and and there's really nothing to fear there's one where they think that they're using these, these, these chemtrails. They're being sprayed to become like a screen upon to project like a fake alien invasion. There are all sorts of... Oh,
2: what the fuck? <laughs> that sounds awesome! I would watch that movie! That sounds so great! That I sounds the biggest screen ever! <laughs> oh, it's man. it's like an It's like an, a real IMAX. You know yeah, what I mean? Right? Like you're like, yeah, totally. literally there. It's amazing so you said that conspiracies is your day job what is your favorite conspiracy
3: there's something about david Icke and his conspiracy theory so what he says is that the human race is controlled by <laughs> reptiles. Is
1: the reptile guy i love the reptile guy
3: <laughs> oh my do people God. believe this earnestly it depends some people take him seriously at, at face value as i think he wants to be uh, understood, and other people use it as kind of a metaphor, so that there are reptiles. Uh, so it's like, you the know, Bible. some people call them Jews. You know, oh, that's the type. No. Of... And <laughs> oh it's weird God. because Ike has had this this kind of cozy relationship with the the racist right. I don't think he's racist. I I just think that you know um, when he says that there are people who have an intrinsic, uh, what he what he calls the reptilians. Uh, You know, people who are part of, say, the Christian identity movement would say that he's actually talking about Jews who are the product of a union between uh, Eve and the serpent in the Garden of Eden.
1: I seriously can't even hear what you're saying. Like, that's so (laughs) fucking crazy. My fucking ears shut down listening to that. That's amazing. That's amazing. The
3: thing that's so great about David Icke is just as his claims like kind of top out, you know, he was saying that. Um, these aliens are, you know, wearing Queen of England suits and posing as our our politicians, and basically uh, it's the plot of of V. Right, right. um, And you think, well, well, that's pretty out there. What will he do next? And he delivered. So basically (laughs) now he says that they are mind-controlling, shape-shifting, interdimensional reptilians wearing queen outfits that are monitoring us from the moon, which is a space station.
1: Wow. I don't. I know. I didn't even know
3: where to start with all that. I I, I don't know what to do with that. There's so many ways that that can't be falsified, you know, because they're controlling your mind and also they're shape-shipping. And also they're interdimensional and also they're inaccessible in the middle of the moon. You have
1: to wonder, like the people who earnestly like like believe this, they have to hear this. So clearly there's no evidence for them. So somebody out there is like exposed to this idea and it clicks and they're like, oh, finally, it all makes sense. Like, I don't even understand what set of questions these are the answers to.
3: Yeah, yeah. Does he think you're a reptile? Me? No, I'm, I'm, I'm just a guy. Okay. So clearly
2: yeah. you're just, but like, how do you get to, I mean, because I kind of want to level up. I'm just curious, like how I get to be a, a reptile.
3: Um, I don't know that you can be. That's a good question. Oh, man. Um, it, I mean, in, in, a, in the weird universe we occupy, that's a good question. <laughs> how do you become a reptile? <laughs> um, I, how would they take, me? like, at
2: what point do they decide to take over Cecil? and put a reptile in my place or whatever, or, like, are you born a reptile? Like, there's so many questions. This just opens up, like...
3: Well, they are bloodlines, so your kids could be part reptile. So, Amphibian? are the reptiles I don't know. in
1: this worldview cold-blooded? Couldn't they just be defeated by winter? Or, like, you could just pacify them with a nice, warm <laughs> rock? Yeah, all right. yeah, you'd think so,
2: wouldn't you? If somebody, <laughs> put, if somebody plays, like, an oboe, they're immediately, like, like completely... No, I guess that's not. That's more like a cobra, it's a but snakes,
3: still, right? still,
2: <laughs> kind of in the same animal kingdom, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, no. That it, it. He often makes references to the ancientness of serpent worship. So yeah, oh, yeah.
2: wow. Well, I do a lot of serpent worship myself, so I kind of know where he's coming from. <laughs> so we want to thank Bob Blaskowitz for joining us, talking about Brzezinski. We want to urge you guys to please. Go check out uh, the web pages and send emails. Uh, we have on this episode show notes, we have both the Skeptics for the Protection of Cancer Patients and we have his email skepticsprotect at gmail.com. So you want to send emails and you also want to get involved in this Facebook group. See if there's some stuff you can do. See if you can write people. There's going to be a, hopefully there's going to be a form letter for people to send out to their congressperson. Uh it's really important that uh, that this sort of thing stops. I mean, they are preying on human suffering, and uh, and it's there's there's no greater cause than to stop human suffering, and uh, and we can't say it loud enough that this is a this is a, a great call to action. So if you run into Bob at Tam, uh, you know, talk to him. He's a great guy. He's really approachable. And, uh, and he'll sit down and have a beer with you in the uh, in the lounge there, and, and you can talk to him about all this different stuff. It's, he's a great activist, so you should definitely look him up.
1: This is one of those few times as skeptics um, where there is something tangible that you can do. Um, so many times we can't do anything very tangible to stop harm, um, active harm that's taking place. Um, This is something where there are tangible actions. You can contact your representatives. You can make your voice heard. um, You can gather attention. And this guy has been stopped before. Um, He can be stopped again. So please do take the five minutes out of your day to make this an issue.
2: I, I don't want to cover any other email except for one this week. So there's a gentleman by the name of Winslow. Uh, we've been in contact with he. We, he asked if we were going to Tam. I said no, but I said you know what? If you're going, I can send you a shirt. And he's like, eh, I don't know. And then he comes back with he bought several shirts, several shirts, and he's just going <laughs> to give them away at Tam. He and he says, this is not our money. It's just he just bought a bunch of shirts. We actually offered to send him some money. Uh, And he's like, no, no, that's not the point. I'm going to read his his letter. He he says, it's nice of you to offer, and I appreciate it, but that sort of misses the point. I have clothes. I'm buying the shirts to support the show and promote Tam. Uh, Keep the good work and try not to burn out. There's a huge difference between doing something you, you do when you like it And something you do out of obligation. Ask any hooker if you don't believe me. I like that. And then he says at the bottom, he's like, my description of the show when people ask is two fat guys from Chicago laughing about dead children.
4: (laughs) That seems
2: to cover about 80% of the content. And he's absolutely right. So if you run into Winslow at TAM, he may have a shirt for you. So you may just want to walk in and be like, where's Winslow? Because he may have a TAM shirt to give you. He bought like several of them. So thank you winslow for doing that i think it's awesome uh you know you clearly you're giving us money when you buy the shirts but you're also promoting the podcast and and we can't thank you enough we really think that that's just a really super cool
1: thing to do yeah it's incredibly kind of you winslow to promote our show like that and and to support us we really do appreciate it have a great time at tam uh there's some really nice people uh cecil and i had a, a very positive experience when we went there um met some really interesting and awesome human beings there so enjoy yourself and thank you
2: so that wraps it up for this week. Um, if you want to find any, any information on Bob Blazkowicz, please check out the show notes. Uh, it's episode 161. Uh, but until next time, we're going to leave you, as always, with the Skeptic's Creed.
1: Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter mommy issue hypno-Babylon bullshit.